0: Friday evening. It's Brittany McIntyre here, ready to share some things that I've had on my heart. Um, I'm gonna try to tag a few of you ladies, so just sit tight. And oh, Sister Becky, yes, we love Sister Becky Gels. She's precious. Um, all right. Let's, let's get some of y'all tagged up in here. Okie dokie. Um, all right, let's get started then, okay? All right. Hey, Kaylee, sweet girl happy Friday evening. Um, Okay, so I'm not going to keep waiting around and killing time um, because it's Friday and I need to take a bath because I just got home from a ball game and uh, I need to bathe. (laughs) I'm I'm tired of sitting here with myself. So we're going to get this done so I can move on and get the bathing and We'll share what's on my heart with you ladies, all right? Okay. So, I um, want to get on here and talk to you ladies about our perspective. Um, And this actually struck me um, at a baseball game, actually. That's where I'm spending most of my days now, is at the ball field. So, this realization actually was very good. It was completely unplanned and another mom that I was sitting next to said, "Oh wow, that's good. You should write that down." Um, and she and I had a little moment about that and we were like, "Wow, that's a really good lesson. <laughs> we both need to teach it. Um, so perspective. okay, We have to work on changing our perspective. Okay, and the reason for that is because we want to be able to see the whole picture. We want to be able to absorb as much as we can of God and his word and his lessons that he wants us to have. And so that we can get closer to him and then we can spread that to other people, right? Um, but we can't do that if... We are absolutely unwilling to look at things in a different way from time to time um, because, you know, we all know this. We are very, very human and we are not always right. <laughs> so we, we have to be willing to change our perspective on things. OK, so um, I'll tell you the story of... The baseball game and how this came to me. All right. So, if for those of you who know, and I'm sorry, I'm going to explain it for the ones who don't know how it works. So, at little league baseball games, a representative, a um, a spectator from one of the teams, has to be responsible for keeping the official um scorebook. So and then you also have to have someone who is running the scoreboard, you know, um keeping track of innings, balls, strikes, the score, uh things like that. Um so I was not keeping the official book, but I was controlling the scoreboard for my son's ball game. So I decided to sit right next to the mom who was keeping the official book. That way she and I could talk and communicate with each other. We could keep each other accountable, which is probably a whole nother lesson into itself, (laughs) Um, so that we could keep each other accountable. We can keep each other on track. Um, we can verify back and forth with each other, you know, did he call that a ball? Did he call that a strike, Etc. cetera, and so on and so forth, right? So <clears throat> at baseball fields, there is usually a little table and a bench that is set up directly behind the fence that is directly behind home plate. And that's a great place to sit and keep the book. They've got you a table and a workspace all set up, ready to go. You're right behind the umpire, right behind home plate. You can see every call. You know what's going on. It's it's easy to pay attention and, and be involved with what you need to do. So she's sitting there at that little table and bench, and I set up my chair right next to her so we can communicate throughout the game. And I realized... <clears throat> That the angle where I was sitting, I just so happened to be able to see one half of the umpire's body very, very clearly. And the other, the left side of his body was, was kind of cut off and it was kind of obscured a little bit because one of the, the vertical poles for the fence was in my way. So it took me several minutes to get situated and I move a little bit to the left and I go, no, I don't want to sit here. I'm too far away. We can't be in communication. Um, you know, I'm, we're too far away. This isn't going to work. We need to, you know, stay together, stay on track. And so then I would move back a little bit to the right and the poles right smack back in my way. It, it was awful. So I finally decide You know, she and I are talking about it and I go, okay, I'm just going to have to move to the left. I have to move to the left because you have to see the umpire and the calls that he's making. I also need to be able to see the umpire and the calls that he's making. So I have to move. I need to be able to see this game. So I move to the left and I sit down. And I look at home plate and I can see the catcher and the batter and the umpire and everything is perfect. It's, it's a wonderful view. Everything is crystal clear. I can see the whole entire picture. I can see the whole entire field with absolutely no obstruction whatsoever. And I relax and I go, That This is so much better. I don't know why I was so stressed out about it. It's not a big deal. We can still talk to each other. I can see, you can see, this is great, and she goes, "Yeah, good, great, good job." We're it's going to be great. We we've got this. And I took a deep breath and I looked at her and I said, "Do you know what? I just needed to change my perspective a little bit." That's a really powerful statement. <laughs> and she said, "Ooh, that is really good. You should write that down." So we both actually wrote it down. And now here I am sharing it with you, it with you ladies. Okay. So, a tiny little adjustment that I had to make on my part. I am the one that had to move. The pitcher did not have to move. The first baseman did not have to move. The batter did not have to move. The catcher, especially the umpire, the most important one, the official calling the game, None of them had to move. I was the one that had to move in order to know what was going on, in order to pay attention to the game, in order to receive all of the information that I needed to be accurate, to be fair, to be right. So that that was extremely powerful to me. And it, it wasn't a huge move. I did not have to pick my chair up and walk halfway across the field. I mean, I'm literally, ladies, I'm talking less than six inches, okay? It was not very far at all. Less than six inches of a move, right or left, is all that this was. It was minute. It was tiny. It was not a big deal whatsoever. But the view that I had, six inches to the right, was very obstructed as compared to the view I had six inches to the left which was crystal clear. I missed nothing. I got to hang on every call that the umpire made and there there was no confusion. There was no miscommunication at all. We were there. The the three of us were in tune. We were in sync. We could all hear each other. We could all see each other. Everything was wonderful. So that makes me think of this in our lives. And most especially in our walk with the Lord, we have some choices that we have to make. Okay. We can choose to be stubborn and immovable and not flexible at all and then we can we can miss the calls we can miss the place we can miss the lessons we can put a huge space at a huge distance in the relationship that we want to have with our heavenly father all because we are refusing to move just a little bit Even just a little. Or you can choose, like I had to do, you can choose to move just a little and then have your whole perspective, your entire point of view changed with just a tiny little move. A tiny little move that hurt nobody. It did not hurt me. It hurt absolutely nobody but it opened up my eyes, it opened up my experience, it opened up the entire game for me so that I could relax because I did not have to try to know what was going on. Um, I, was, I was not stressed, I, w- I could enjoy myself, everything was great. So you have to consider what that would be like in your walk with the Lord. Okay. God wants us to change our minds. Okay. We, um, I should have wrote this down. I think it's in Romans chapter 12, close to the beginning of chapter 12. Okay. Probably like one, two, three, something like that. Um, it, it tells us, to not be transformed. No, it says we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds and not conform to this world. I'm horribly paraphrasing that, but that's what it says. Okay. So we can choose to change our minds. We can transform our minds We can remove obstructions and we can remove obstacles from out of our way, from out from in between us and our heavenly father. And we can open up our view of what he wants to show us. And we can get closer to him and we can learn and we can, you know, we can clear the path to having a joyful life. Because we don't have to deal with those stresses that would normally be in our way. Things that the world wants to put in our way. Um, As we actively work on making these tiny little changes, it's just baby steps, ladies. It's, you know, we're we're not talking about leaps and bounds in a single day. It's just one step at a time. What? The tiny step is sometimes the biggest. Exactly, Kaylee. Exactly. Little baby steps. In the right direction every single time. Tiny little changes. Tiny little moves. A tiny little different view. A different perspective. Trying to get obstacles out of our way. Refusing... To be conformed to the viewpoints and the perspective of this world. Of this society that absolutely wants to lead us astray. And and trying to bind our minds to the mind of Christ. So, sometimes, ladies, we... Have to deal with ourselves um, first, real well, really, we should always deal with ourselves first, okay um, sometimes we have to move our own stupid selves out of the way, you know um, maybe we're the one that's standing in our way. Maybe the fact that we are so stubborn is um. The first thing that we need to deal with, (laughs) you know, um, and it, it will absolutely, like I, like I've said, it will absolutely open up your perspective, open up your view to see what it is that God is wanting you to see. All he wants you to do is change your mind and bind it to his mind follow in his footsteps do not be caught up and and chained down and held in place by things of this world of our society of our culture we have to get those things out of the way we have to move if if they won't move so be it we'll move we're willing to move little baby steps at a time, leaps and bounds. If we have to, we don't care. It it doesn't matter what it takes. We have to move. We have to change our perspectives. We have to be willing to just take one step at a time. We have to start somewhere. Okay. Um, so that, that is what the lesson that uh, got placed in my heart at the baseball field watching my son's ball game a couple weeks ago. Um, and it it's extremely, extremely simple. I know it's it could probably be a Sunday school lesson. It's so extremely simple. But at the same time, it's so extremely profound. We as adults tend to overcomplicate things sometimes. And... All that really is us doing is putting obstacles in our own way. And like I said, sometimes we have to work on moving our own selves out of the way so that we can change our perspective on things. Um, so that is something that I kind of want to challenge you ladies a little bit. Okay. Um... As, as you move forward, as, as you go on in life, as you're continuing to walk with the Lord and get closer with him, if you come upon a choice that you have to make, ask yourself, am, am I moving in the right direction? Am I digging in my heels? Am I choosing to be immovable when all God is asking me to do is just take one step in his direction and he'll take every single step back towards me in, in my direction. Um, you know, challenge yourself, ask yourself those questions. Um, what, what are you choosing to be immovable over? Is it the things of this world and abiding by your biblical principles? Those are immovable. Those are concrete. Those are set in stone. Literally. Ten Commandments. <laughs> LOL. Um, sorry. I'm so corny. Um, <laughs> I just got tickled. I'm so sorry. Um, are, you, are you choosing to be immovable on your biblical principles as compared to the things of this world? That's that's where you're going to take your stand. Is sh- <laughs> Thank you, Kaylee, for not <laughs> leaving me alone. <laughs> Thank you for laughing with me. Um, are you going to stand on your biblical principles like it's set in concrete and not be transformed by the things of this world? Or are you going to be set in your ways and grumpy and cratchety and depressed and stressed and anxious and isolated and lonely and frustrated, and mad, and all of these things, I could go on forever, but I'm trying to stop, and you could be all of these horrible negative things, and not be movable towards God, what, where's, where's your line, ladies, where are you putting your foot down, okay, um, so I want, I want that to be your challenge as you move forward, where are you putting your foot down, okay, Um, I love y'all very much and I'm going to hop off of here before I say something else that's really ridiculously corny and I absolutely go off the deep end and crack myself up. All right. I love you ladies so much and I hope you'll have a really good weekend and I'll talk to you soon.